Do you remember what a now I forgot again uh, <laughs> name for the a bunch of ravens? Unkindness. Yes, that was it. Is that That's for a real? Good one. Mm-hmm. An unkindness of ravens. Ravens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then it's like a sloth of bears. For mm. real? Even though I've never seen any group of bears bigger than like three, but sure. Sure. I suppose when they go to the salmon streams or something. And it's a Becky of teenage girls. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God help those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. Welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. You're just going to overdub it anyways. So. Yeah. Overdub. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, you, can, you can keep trying them every time if you like. Yeah. We're just going to mute you. Put <laughs> put meowing cat noises in your place or something. Seagulls. Um, so <laughs> this week, uh, Tony, you may or may not have heard of this guy. Uh, what do you know about Judge Roy Bean? Oh, we talked about him once or twice. Roy Bean, fuck. It sounds really familiar. I know we've talked about him before. I know the name. I don't know what the fuck. He's Was he actually a judge? In the loosest sense possible. Oh, cool. This one's going to be fun. <laughs> As we're going to find out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like hiring fucking, uh, you know, uh, Ben Ben Thompson as a fucking law lawman. Yeah, you don't, you don't even know how close you kind of are. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot going on with this with this cat, so I don't know. Well, we'll see how much we can cram in. It may end up being a two-parter. But, uh, yeah, he's he's basically, uh, he referred to himself as, what, the only law west of the Pecos mm-hmm. was his, his self-imposed uh, catchphrase. That's not good. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, What's dope is this pretty famous picture of his law office that I should have actually already had saved for you, but you got to check this shit out. He basically, his courtroom was a bar that he ran. So. <laughs> Are you saying uh, I should become a lawyer? I, I mean, back in those days, it was a possibility. Just, I don't, I just don't run it out of the Vic? Pretty much. And it was shit like, you know, he'd require uh, people on the jury and sometimes even the defendants and stuff. While court's going on, like, hey, we're in recess. You better order a drink. Like, kind of like <laughs> no freeloading. You can't hang out here for free, <laughs> right? That kind of Excellent. shit. But I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get that picture out to you. But uh, we'll let we'll kick her off with the, uh, the comic sans because we got a lot of ground to cover. So one time, Judge Roy Bean held an inquest over a dead body, which had a pistol and forty dollars on it. He fined the corpse $40 for concealing a firearm and took the <laughs> confiscated the firearm, too. Well, and the fun thing about that particular corpse is apparently it had fallen about 300 feet off a railroad trestle. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you'd really call it a corpse. It's more like a, a puddle that used to be a dude. Oh, so was, dude. You know, but yeah, $40, yeah. he The $20 fine, $10 court cost, and what, $10 coroner's fee, I think, is the way he split up the $40. Yeah. All which was for him. 
<laughs> anyway, so. Oh, my God. Uh, then, of course, the other famous one is one time an Irishman was brought in being accused of killing a Chinese man. Uh, Roy turned him loose saying, I went through the law book saying it's illegal to kill a man. But I didn't find anything in the law book saying it was uh, against the law to kill a Chinese man. Oh, my fucking God. And so, so that's Texas. Yep. yep. Well, but what was... uh, the other part of the story is there must have been a, an Irish mob outside, and if he would have convicted him, he probably would have got lynched. Right. Well, that and the guy, the literally the guy's name is Patty O'Rourke. So if that ain't from, like, third string casting couch, you know, <laughs> stereotype land, I don't know what oh, is. Oh, man. But... So he was born in 1825 in Mason County, what? Kentucky. Oh. <laughs> like got your hopes up shit. there. That's that's mm-hmm. where I'm from. There was no Mason County, Washington in uh, 1820. 1825. <laughs> oh, 18 yeah, not 1820. So he grew grew up poor. Uh so later in life he had an insatiable love of money and would display it when he had it, which wasn't often. His mom and pa were Francis and Anna. Uh his brother Josh was murdered in 1852. He was the first mayor of San Diego and major general of the state militia. So that's something. We'll get into that later. Uh, of course, he had very little uh, formal schooling, if any. But he had the front normal frontier education, you know, familiar with guns and animals and how to fight and drink whiskey. Of that's course. all you need to know. Where's that's the training school where you learn how to drink whiskey? Nick, <laughs> uh, anywhere, like... <laughs> In the West, pretty much ever. Uh, Also, Mason County, Washington, was uh, uh, started in March thirteenth, eighteen fifty-four. A little older than I thought it was. Yeah, Uh, it was uh, split off from Thurston County, which is where Mm -hmm. Olympia is. Fun fact. So it's uh, Judge Roy. If he could read and write, he kind of did it slowly. Uh, He usually got somebody else to write his letters for him. Uh, so, like you said, you kind of pretend to be more literate than he was and like to have papers laying around kind of to show off. <laughs> like how <laughs> Donald Trump would Donald just Trump. have blank, blank <laughs> shit. I'm working real hard. Look at all Sharpie. these binders of paper. Yep. But uh, at least during re- wedding ceremonies, he turned the pages too fast to actually be reading it. <laughs> uh, Roy said he drove, uh, drove an ammunition wagon during the Mexican-American War. But and met Lee Grant and Kearney, Carney and others. He's full of shit. But he was full of shit because no <laughs> records state that he did that. Well, and he would have been how old at that time? Uh, twenty-five. So oh, I get, about twenty, nineteen or twenty. I guess that's not out of the pale of that. But you know, wasn't his brother though was in the Mexican American War? I think. Uh, yeah. Well, his brother was a general of the state militia in, in California, so... Right. Must have been at least a little bit for that just, week and a half that it was in California. Yeah, just just the tip of the Mexican-American <laughs> War. Uh, another story uh, was that he was driving goods to California, got lost and ran out of food, so it was cold and he rode for days. They killed all their horses and ate them. <laughs> Uh, finally, the captain said, boys, I'll take our, uh, black friend, Sam and find us some food in the morning. Uh, Roy woke up the next morning and found the captain cooking something. I don't uh, like where this is going. Oh, 
no. Roy asked where Sam was, and the captain said, oh, he's down by the river getting water. But an hour went by, and uh, he kind of wondered where Sam was. So he went down to the river where he found some entrails and a piece of uh, black skin hidden in the bush. Motherfucking dis. <laughs> Back Boy. at the camp, he asked the captain what has become of Sam. And the captain said, if you ask any more questions, I'll shoot you between the eyes. So, uh, And that captain's name was Boonhelm, right? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck? That's not cool. <laughs> Gross. Uh, Roy Didn't left home in 1848, killer. so he uh, probably did miss the Mexican-American War if he left home after it was done. Right. Uh, to partner up with his brother trading in Santa Fe... Uh, then he joined a wagon train and went to Mexico. There they opened a trading post and kind of lived the Mexican way with lots of cockfights and tequila. But once things seemed to be settled, Roy had to leave again. Uh, a Mexican bad man tried to rob Roy, but uh, Roy put a bullet in his head. Right. Uh, seemed a fair fight to the, uh, you know, Roy and his brother, but not the authorities. Right. So Roy left town with the town in pursuit, uh, but his brother Sam didn't go along. He was more interested in a 16-year-old girl that he was seeing in town there. So Of course. And That's you did say bad man, right? B-A-D, Batman, not, yeah. bat, not Batman, B-A-T. Mexican okay. Batman. That would be amazing. But <laughs> no. Yeah. That's where you, one you find in front of man's Chinese theater. Yeah, and apparently, yeah, that, the, basically the Mexican guy was like basically bragging he wanted to kill a gringo. And just Roy didn't want to be said gringo, so kind of shoot first, ask questions later. So. It also sounds like poor, like bad film writing. You know what I mean? I oh. want to kill me a gringo. Yeah, yep, this guy's entire officer. life is bad film writing. The, the whole fucking thing <laughs> is exactly like that. It's like some shit you think you're only going to see on Blazing Saddles mm-hmm. or like a Clint Eastwood movie. The whole fucking thing. Roy then goes to San Diego to see his brother, Josh. It was the Alcalade in the town. The what? The what? Accolade. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, which Alkaloid. is kind of the mayor slash police slash judge. Uh, then it he all, becomes officially mayor when shitty Buick car or something like that. Probably the, the Accolade, <laughs> Chevy Accolade, or something. Uh, he came out in 1846. He was called General Frijole by the locals because that's yep. what being translates to. General Fiole. That sounds like a wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) He could fight the Mexican Batman. Yep. Yep. And the the luchador. Exactly. Scripts it right themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, Roy was handsome back then, and he pulled in the senoritas. Uh, He kind of dressed like a California caballero, all fancy-like and sashy. Sashy. Uh, Josh moved north to San Gabriel, but Roy stayed behind until he was forced to move again. Kind of common theme. Why was uh, he forced to move again? Who did he shoot that time? Uh, well, there happened to be a Scotsman in town by the name of Collins, who oh, was yeah. boastful of his pistol shooting, but so was Roy, so they had a shooting match. They decided to fire from a moving horse and use each other as targets. Yep. Well, that was the thing is the Scots, okay, is first they were going to just shoot at targets. And then the, the Scotsman's like, let's make this more difficult because just standing there shooting is for pussies. So let's do it from a galloping horse. And he's like, what do you want to, sh- 
asked Roy, what do you want to shoot at? And Roy's like, well, how about each other? <laughs> so, so it was like a, they, they just kept trying to one-up each other every time? Pretty much. It's, yeah. it's straight Elmer Fudd, Yosemite yeah. Sam bullshit. Yeah. Totally. So they uh, charge at each other. Uh, the, uh, there was a huge crowd there. This is February 24th, 1852. Of course, because I always like to be a spectator where people are going to be shooting guns wildly while galloping around on horses. That's <laughs> always safe. Uh, Roy winged Collins, and then he shot Collins' horse out from underneath him. But the sheriff at that time had seen enough and broke it up. Boom. Whenever you guys say, like, shot the horse out from underneath him, I always imagine, like, cra- like broken video game physics, where the horse just goes, and, like, flies off into the fucking air. Like, a, falls like, like duck hunt when you shoot the ducks out of the sky, or, or, no, they just fall straight down. What am I thinking? They fall straight you down. shoot them and they fly out. Fly out, yeah. Oh, I uh, oh the uh, uh, the it's the skeet shooting on that game where the the clay clay pigeons fly out. Well, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. of like you know like fucking like modern video games when the physics get all fucked up and right. you know, your your car hits the ground and then immediately launches like it was fucking shot out of a <laughs> slingshot across the map. Like the horse just goes and flies that, out, and then your guy lands on the ground. That would be great, but unfortunately, it's more like it collapses in a pile of smelly hair and meat. Oh. And skids to a halt and probably breaks most of the bones in your body. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. rest in peace, Walking Star. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So the sheriff. Uh, <laughs> now I'm getting turgid. <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> At least my nipples are. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's. You could. I thought that you had those out. removed. Yeah, I, I, I put some pencil erasers as and some pepperoni. Oh, uh, stunt stunt doubles. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so the sheriff charges them both with assault, and for a month, Collins and Roy stayed in jail, awaiting a hearing. Uh, Roy's lady admirers, though, gave him plenty of flowers and food, and also tools to break out of the jail. Yep. Which Roy dug oh, out of. What a well, shitty jail. They didn't already have him in there? Well, and the tool, Well, that's the thing is the way they apparently got the... Is, uh, they brought him some tamales, and there was knives in the tamales. Yes! Fucking ducktails. Got a pie here for Megabyte Beagle. From your mom. Well, what'd she send this time? A peach crowbar cobbler? A Boston cremation pie? Nope. Metal meringue pie. Wire cutters and a tuning fork. The perfect escape device. First, I tie in the prison PA system. Then I connect the tuning fork. Using your dental correction apparatus as a resonator, I will strike the tuning fork, thereby creating the audio pitch necessary to activate the cell block doors, which I've calculated can be tripped by the right frequency. Say it, Beagle Talk. We's breaking out of here. Yep. So, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, but yeah, this jail didn't, for a change, didn't come with its own escape tools. They had to be imported in. With all the luxury goods and shit, for some reason he was allowed to have, like, cigars. Like I said, flowers. Can you picture that? Like, oh, Jailer, do you have a vase? I need to put these lilies in some water. You know, like, fuck. While you're pooping in a can. Yeah. Well, I guess you'd poop in the vase. There you go. That's what I would do. There you go. Keep some fresh longer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Roy goes to L.A. then, or San Gabriel, where his brother was which is nine miles from Los Angeles at the time. Uh, there he runs the headquarters saloon, his brother's. It's kind of the largest and most pretentious in town. It must be for 1840 or 1850 anyway. 
business was very good there. Sundays, Josh would put on horse races and cockfights. Yes. Very uh, pretentious. Just need yep. some bear baiting, bear baiting for the full animal cruelty uh, <laughs> extravaganza. Yeah. Uh, Josh took Roy in and gave him a job as a bartender and a bung starter. A what? Bung starter. Oh, when he Remember you drill a hole in a fucking thing of whiskey? Pretty much. Yep. When you, yeah, you pound in the tap thing. But uh, Josh was killed by Joaquin Murrieta, probably over a girl. Josh was shot as he rode home in the dark. Uh, somebody kind of shot him from the shadows. Uh, Josh fired back three times into the darkness, but he didn't hit anything. And he dies the next morning. As you would expect not to hit anything, I'm just picturing like, bam, off to the right, bam, off yeah. to the left. <laughs> Fired at the shadows. I missed all the shadows. Safety third. <laughs> so Posse was formed uh, along with Roy, um, but he wasn't along with uh, when Ranger Harry Love <clears throat> brought back Joaquin's head, <laughs> which was preserved in alcohol. Uh, it was stored in San Francisco till the earthquake destroyed it in 1906, though. Whoa, what fucking movie was that where he, like, pulls out the jar with a head in it? Oh, fuck. Oh, it's... Yeah. Was it, uh... Uh, The Mask of Zorro, I think they do that shit in? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking, like, seven. No. What's in the box? What's in What's the box? The box? Also, yeah. are we are we just gonna gloss over Harry Love? Come on, man! <laughs> no, that's why I giggled a whole bunch. Well, yeah, but definitely what was, it, was, his, was his middle name Dude? <laughs> no, but there's an illustration, artist depiction of him of Harry Love. He, yes, and he's got like <laughs> totally got a knife in his boot. How do you Google and, that like, shit without come, getting smut? I don't know, man. Like it, it came right up in Wikipedia, but impressive. Uh, so Roy takes over the bar, so now for the first time he has power and influence, so I'm sure that goes straight to his head. Oh, he'll use it for good. Yep. Yeah. But Roy disappears from history till four or five years later till he turns up at his other brother's bar in Masella, New Mexico. I'm sure that's how you pronounce it. Uh, he was flat broke, though. Uh the reason that Roy gave that he got mixed up with a senorita and killed his rival during a duel. Then the dead rival's gang hung him from a tree, but left him enough rope to barely touch the ground. Uh, they leave, and then the senorita cuts him down, but he had a rope burn for the rest of his life and couldn't really turn his head left or right, kind of had to turn his old body. Well, before you get too far, the way I heard and read and interpreted it is they did the stupid thing like you do on a fucking movie like they did on Ballard of Buster Scruggs where they got you on the fucking horse with the rope around your neck and then they just leave so when the horse decides to walk away it hangs you so like you aren't the one that mm -hmm. hanged them they tried yeah, to pull that they tried to just pull like, that just shit. like Maverick man <laughs> almost got hung myself once didn't care for it much how about you? We're gonna leave you now. I wouldn't want anybody to see me here. Ain't the crazy notion that I was somehow connected with your accidental death. On the other hand, it's not a good idea for a man to be out here all on his own. The mind can do terrible things. <laughs> Enjoy the company. 
Exactly. Yeah. But they said shit like, oh, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. You know, that kind of shit. Like, yeah, they we gonna give up their work? whole plan and then walk away. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, have a complicated way to kill him instead of just fucking shooting him or something. And well, I'm pretty sure nature will take its course. Let's ride off and not confirm that this guy's dead. Now, Mr. Bond, when I built this water gallows, I had you <laughs> in mind. Exactly. The moment I flipped this switch. <laughs> After an hour so, and a half. Roy goes to his brothers in New Mexico there in 58 or 59 Uh, again his brother Sam was one of the more important people in town because he ran one of the biggest places in town which was a store, eating house, saloon hotel, gambling den Uh, truck truck stop (laughs) betting zoo Uh, his brother was also the sheriff in Dana County and What's his dentist. brother's name again? Dana Anna. Sam. Dana Anna or Dana Anna County. Okay. Sam, da, sorry. Da, Donna Anna. Donya. Actually, it's oh, yeah, Don, Donya. Donya. Uh, then the brothers opened a business of merchandise and liquors in Pinos Altos. That's around the mountains around Silver City there in New Mexico. Doesn't that it mean like a, tall pines, I think? I think. Uh, Altos yeah, tall. Maybe. I think Pinos whatever. But uh, an Apache attack in the fall of 1861 made him think that Masilla was a better choice. So they go back there. Right. Uh, so after the war starts, riots break out in town, which side to support, even though none of them are going out to fight. Also, before you get too far, you kind of glossed over that Apache attack thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Because they used, uh, apparently Roy had a, a fucking cannon sitting in front of the store, like a real ass cannon, just sitting there. And so when the Apache attacked, they actually shot it a few times, <laughs> just a privately owned cannon to help chase the Apache out of town. So just just a little nugget to round that up. But. Excellent. Uh, eventually the Confederate flag goes up and the Union boys kind of had to leave town. They proclaimed uh, Masella as the capital of what they called Arizona at the time. Uh, Roy was a partisan and organized a group of 40 thieves, or free rovers. Whoa, 40 thieves? Basically ruffians. But after the South failed in the Southwest when they came from Texas and got beat by, uh, what's his name, Shivington. Shivington, yep, the Glorietta Pass where they bayoneted 700 mules or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they kind of disbanded after that. Roy was supposedly attached to General Baylor's command. Uh, they captured 800 Union soldiers in a deep canyon. Uh, Baylor said he had a force of 1,000 men in artillery, so the Yankees gave it up. But only after they discovered that the rebels only had 250, and their artillery was a swivel gun mounted to a mule. Liar. Oh, Jesus. And oh, Damn. <laughs> Well, and that, every time they would shoot it, the new uh, mule would get knocked down. Of course. Now, the swivel gun is like the the pussiest little cannon you can get. It's like uh, when they show pirate ships and they have those little guns they put on the rail where they're like mini cannons. That's a swivel gun. Like you could actually physically pick it up with your hands and shoot it. So it's not like you're going to take out hundreds of guys with it. Anyway, even if it wasn't on the mule, but. it's like in Metal Slug, man. When you get on the you're on the camel and there's like a fucking machine gun strapped to the back of the camel. Thank you. Oh, 
So after Shivington defeats uh, the guys there, the Texans, uh, Roy goes back with them, uh, making off with some of his brother's money that he kept in the safe, belonging yeah, to some with gamblers. With the Texans, not with Shivington, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Roy makes it to Austin, and he runs a freight business that took cotton down the river to British ships at Matamoros, uh, which is just across the river in Rio Grande there. And then bringing back supplies for the Confederates. So he's a uh, smuggler, basically, at that point. Mm-hmm. He was a, a patriot. <laughs> <laughs> for the wrong country. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> uh, Sam also spends his war years in San Antonio, but then goes back to New Mexico and lived for another 40 years. Uh, but hauling cotton was uh, for the British was good business, and soon Roy was living high on the hog again. I don't know. If, you really shouldn't get high with a hog. That's probably bad news. Fall asleep and the hog will eat you or something. Exactly. That's why you get high hey, on the hog. So they, they can't reach around and oh. bite you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta strap oh, yourself on. That, and now I'm picturing a red, red, red ghost scenario, only it's a corpse <laughs> strapped to a pig. <laughs> running around in the thickets eating farmers and stuff <laughs> but uh Roy was brash and he could rub people the wrong way for some reason hmm. by 1866 he had several lawsuits against him uh actually three separate ones he beat the rap on each one of them though well I think one of them wasn't it um he basically started a lumber business but he didn't own any land, so he was just, like, going on his neighbor's land and like stealing, stealing the trees, trees. and s- selling them. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So uh, one time he countered sued over lost wages for hauling, hauling cotton, even though he never uh, delivered it. That's why he was getting sued. Uh, one time he just squatted at a house, but he postponed and postponed coming into court. Until he got paid for moving expenses and a jug of whiskey. And he sold one of the plaintiff's 40 mules and horses, making $3,000 on the deal. Uh, that money, uh, that much money you'd never see again. So now he's rich and he's going to live high off the hog with the, basically in the poor part of town. Right. King of the shit uh, people. Yep. For 16 years after he moved, Bean lived on South Flores Street, which he called Beanville. It was kind of a poor neighborhood, half cow pasture and half Mexican slum. It had a racetrack and fairgrounds on one side, though. Oh, that's good. And Mr. Connor's general store in the middle. Some called it Dogtown for all the stray half-starved dogs there. Uh, But he was married two months later to Virginia Chavez, who was 18 years old. Wait, how old is he now? Uh, this is 1860s, and he was born in 1825, so, so in like his 40s. 40s. Ooh, excellent. Perfect time to marry a teenager. <laughs> yep. Fucking uh, Within eight months, she bought charges against him for assault. Oh, no shit. Because, of course. Mm-hmm. But the case was thrown out. Because uh, women accused, are property. Uh, yep. Uh, she accused uh, Roy of burning her with a stick. But the two got back together. <laughs> God damn it. Nobody knew exactly what happened to Roy's $3,000, but uh, within a short while, the both two of them were living in poverty. Family. He ran a scam where he accused Mexicans of poaching wood, 
which was probably true. So he'd confiscate the wood and resell it to the uh, charcoal burners in town. It's also called like projection. A lot of projection, yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, sometimes he talked them into paying him for the right to cut down trees on the land that he said was his. So he's charging these Mexicans to cut down these trees that aren't his. Aren't his, yep. Yep. Uh, he tried his hand at dairy uh, farming. Uh, <laughs> I love this He, he had some uh, property a farmer wanted, and he traded 30 milk cows for it. But Roy wanted a trial period with the cows to see if they would produce milk. Ugh. And, of course, Roy didn't feed them enough, and they began to starve, which, of course, you're not going to produce milk then. Right. Then the farmer comes back to collect his property, and Roy says the deal was off, and he only took him on trial. Right. <laughs> well, that and also when you're trying to sell milk and the cows aren't giving much milk, what do you do? Uh, slaughter the cows? <laughs> nope. You water down the milk and sell oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, 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 and they get oh, caught. Oh, shit. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I thought I had a story about that. Maybe it's coming up. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, he had a San Antonio judge come and complain that he wanted his milk and water separate, not together. Well, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have skim milk back in those days. Cause that's basically mm-hmm. what that shit is. What did they yeah. say? Uh or Ron Swanson, like uh, skim milk is milk that's lying about being, or water that's lying about being milk. <laughs> yeah, milk milk's fucking gross. Anyways, don't drink it. Yeah, Roy asked why he thought he was watering down the milk, and the judge said that he found a minnow in his milk. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a fish in the percolator. <sighs> Uh, another side hustle he had, he would just go butcher somebody else's cows and then sell the meat door-to-door, which is, you can always sell, trust those guys selling meat door-to-door. Great, Phil Collins is here. Hey, Bubbles, Julian, how are you guys doing? Selling store meat, eh? Want to buy some trout? Well, yeah, door-to-door yeah. meat salesman. But you got to remember, in this time, too, there was an awful lot of, like, unbranded cows running around, too. That was pretty much how the great cattle drives and shit got started anyhow. Is this the is this the story of how the Schwanz man started? Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> uh one time he was butchering a beef on somebody else's land and they moseyed over and asked him, "Hey, what the what's the brand on that hide?" Uh Roy said, "Why don't you bend over and take a look?" Meaning oh. that's a good way to get shot in the back of the head. <laughs> so the owner didn't argue and rode away. Uh, Roy was probably bluffing, but who knows for sure. Yeah. And, of course, he had a bar at his home there. Of course, this is a total Trailer Park Boys type of scenario. Right. That's it, Trump. Bring it to the curb. Then it's garbage. Am I almost to the curb? He would also drive wagons down to Mexico. uh, But maybe an Indian attacking a neighboring wagon train. Or maybe he killed a Mexican in a back alley brawl. So he would uh, stop doing that. I was going to say, I like how you're like, oh, maybe this and maybe that. <laughs> Probably all of the above. Shit definitely happened. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Connor, the store owner, led, uh, liked Roy and he would hang around. That was the closest place Roy could get liquor. But his wife didn't like Roy, uh, so they offered to buy him out as long as he left. Uh, Roy <laughs> did talk about moving away often, but uh, to where there was no law, that's where he wanted to go. Well, of course. <laughs> and, of course, there was no law west of the Pecos. That was a scene. Uh, Roy was concerned that they would change the name to Beanville to Connersville or something like it. 
So Mrs. Connors had to promise to keep the name Beanville for their little neighborhood there and even write it on her stationery. But they did buy him out. <laughs> what did they pay him? Like, what, like 900 uh, bucks? Yeah, all yep, his shit 900. for 900 bucks. <laughs> Jesus, we'll buy all your shit if you move the fuck out of here. If you fuck off, Here's yeah. Here's 900 bucks. <laughs> I love that he has he has a problem uh, obeying the law. So his 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 fucking answer is not to like, you know, kind of like try harder and obey the law. It's I'm moving where there's no law. Yeah, of Fuck course. Fuck you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> exactly. Well, and then it's I'm going where there's no law, but I am the law. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. No, he's a he's a fucking tyrant. A yeah. wannabe tyrant. Yep, king of the shit people. Uh, so a friend helped him try to open a saloon at the end of the railroad there and helped him out with some of the equipment too. Um, he was 56 at the time. Uh, so he crossed the Pecos in the spring of 1882 and set up camp in the wilderness there. Uh, then he set up shop. General Sheridan said, if I owned hell in Texas, I'd live in hell and rent Texas. That was his uh, saying. <laughs> if he owned hell and Texas, he would live in hell and rent Texas? Mm-hmm. Like, rent it out? Oh, I see. I was, yeah, I was having a hard time. It's like, what? Like, like you know, rent it like a vacation home? Like yeah. Airbnb? This is my animation studio, Texas. Yeah, yeah. But I live in hell. <laughs> we, win- we winter in hell. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Snowbird. Yep. Uh, Roy just appoints himself justice of the peace in these hell on wheel camps. Uh, eventually, he was officially made justice of the peace by just posting a thousand dollar bond. That's all he had to do. <laughs> Pay to play. Uh, but he began judging well before then. He also operated a saloon out of a tent. <laughs> and he would uh, deal with his rival saloon thusly. By firing in it till the owner left. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and that actually, um, one of the things they made sure to let you know in my research is um, the other saloon owner was Jewish. And so that might have huh. been part of the reason why he. Yeah, I wonder what his problem was with that. the guy. Yeah, I can not uh. imagine. Fucking bastards. I feel uh, like the modern Republican Party like read this guy's biography and was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, Just let's build our platform on this. Yep. Well, also, did you say what the little the shit, shitty shanty town he kind of set up was called? Uh, no. What was that? Vinegaroon. <laughs> Which, if you don't know, a vinegaroon is a gross. They're called false scorpions. They don't have a stinger, but they're like terrifying, like alien facehooker looking sons of bitches that like live in the desert. So yeah, he decided to uh, name his little shanty town after one of the grosser freakier bugs you're going to see. He's like trying to actively keep people from coming there? I would say that's pretty good to say, or at least the wrong kind of people that sure. would like, I don't know, like try to call the actual law on him kind of people, trying to call keep them out, the fuck yeah. out. Right. <laughs> fuck. Oof. So the law west of the Pecos, Roy called himself. Uh, nobody gave him that title. He gave it to himself. Uh, some people thought he was joking. Uh, even the army couldn't even clean up the lawlessness there on the frontier. 
Uh, but the few rangers in town actually backed him up, and his judgments actually stuck. Uh, one time, a young lawyer kept objecting to Roy. Roy would overrule him. The lawyer got upset and said he'd habeas corpus him. And Roy asked, what's habeas corpus? Which most judges should know. Yeah, <laughs> do shit. Uh, the lawyer told him to read his law book. And Roy said he did. Then threatened to hang him right there in the tent. The, so the lawyer just dismissed the case and left. <laughs> well, wow. wasn't, wasn't that one of those things where I think... He only had one, he's kind of famously only ever kept like one law book around, and it was just like statutes of Texas. Yeah, he like, never bothered to update that. Well, apparently every once in a while, you know, they'd send out updates and shit like that, and he would just burn them for kindling, because he couldn't be bothered to actually read any of that shit. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Bo just sent yeah. me the vinegaroon thing. That is fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I bet you they taste like shrimp, though. Fuck off. That's going on Instagram, though. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so word of Roy's doings reached Austin, the capital. So they sent a judge from El Paso to come down and check on him. Uh, this was Judge Falvey. He walked in and observed Roy's court. Uh, the jury came back with a hung jury. Uh, Roy puts the pistol on his desk and said, hung juries weren't allowed in his court. So they reconvened and come back with a guilty verdict. Jesus Christ. It's one way to do it. Uh, So the jury would sit on barrels or boxes. Uh, Roy would also serve as bartender. And like Bo said, everybody was expected to drink, judge, jury, prisoner, etc. Basically, in later years, he'd uh, stimulate business just by cooking up, you know, all these cases against people. Oh, just so you have money. court? Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mandatory drinking court. That doesn't True sound so business. terribly bad, really. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back to mandatory drinking court. <laughs> I suppose it probably got a little old when there's only like 200 people in the county and you keep on getting called up for fucking jury duty and just getting <laughs> drunker and shit and spending yeah, all the money. Yeah, the first couple times would be dope, but then it's like, yeah. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked will be right back. <laughs> Tired of long lines at the post office? Got better things to do, like kick your dog, smoke opium in Chinatown, or marry your 13-year-old cousin? And you want to mail your letter back home to your sweetie, and you don't want it to take three months? Try PonyExpress.com! We can have that same letter from San Francisco back to Poughkeepsie, in a world record of 38 days. That is, if our 11-year-old runaway orphan boy we hired as courier don't get murderized by the suit. Log on to PonyExpress.com. Just sit on a log and wait for our 11-year-old runaway orphan boy to come in and pick up your letter. No sitting in carriage traffic. No shitting in line at the post office. Try PonyExpress.com. Yeehaw! prison was a gnarled tree out in front of his tent. Oh, yeah. And the prisoners were chained to it. Uh, what uh, else actually, did he keep out in front of his uh, place for years and years? 
that was re- tied to a tree. Probably a bear, but I can't remember. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the fact that chaining these guys to a tree sounds a lot more effective than a lot of the other prisons we've talked about mm-hmm. over the time. Sure, yeah. And that was said to be the only tree in Pecos County there. <laughs> Another rumor said that Roy pocketed the fines, which is probably true. Did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a rival of his poisoned his whiskey with uh, Roy's whiskey with kerosene. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Nobody but seemed Roy, to notice. Yeah. <laughs> Roy didn't retaliate at first or uh, right away. Uh one day, the rival's bulls were missing, and what? he found them in Bean's bulls. Corral. Uh, so his rival goes, I came for my bulls. Get uh, your hands off my bulls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Roy said, okay, you can have them, but you owe me for damages. And then the guy asks, what damages? There's no pasture or even a fence around for 100 miles. And Roy said, I have some virgin heifers here. Your bulls seduced him. <laughs> seduced. Like a fucking Looney Tunes <laughs> fucking cow bull scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, seduced. Dude. All right. I'm a fucking idiot. The whole time I was thinking bulls, like for mixing, and I was like, no, stick them up the cow's ass? What the fuck happened? Oh, no. yeah. Bulls. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oof. All right. <laughs> uh, so January 1883, the railroad was completed at Dead Man's Canyon. So the railroad's complete now. So at Eagle's Nest, a water tank was there to furnish the steam engines. So the railroad had to stop there. Uh, Roy had no legal right to any of the land, but that, of course, did not stop him. Uh, The land was owned by Jesus P. Torres, and a feud between them lasted for years and years. Uh, Both kind of wanted to run the town there. And the beer business, too. Both got bars there. Uh, Roy got away with it by squatting on the railroad right away. Well, yeah, and you know who told him to do that? The railroad. <laughs> well, n- well, specifically, uh, old uh, Patty O'Rourke up there that got acquitted from shooting the oh. Chinese guy at the beginning. He <laughs> oh, was, shit, Of course, really? a railroad worker, and he's like, hey, Roy, why don't you just go on the easement here because he doesn't own that land. You know, and the railroad's not going to do shit about it. It's like, oh, good this idea. Is a, this is after he acquitted him? Mm-hmm. Oh. So Torres gave up part of his land for a town to the railroad, but had stipulated that it not be sold to Roy Bean. Of course, Roy just paid people to buy it for him. Uh, for 20 years, they battled back and forth. Uh, one time, Torres was having an open house, and Roy had him arrested for disturbing the peace. <laughs> Uh, Torres complained that Roy was sore because he was getting all the business. Uh, word of that reached Roy. Uh, Roy told a friend to tell Torres if Torres stuck his head out of his saloon, Roy would blow it off. Oh, great. Uh, Torres looked out and saw Roy with a Winchester on top of his lap sitting outside. <laughs> Torres waves a white flag and comes up to Roy and asks, uh, why do you want to shoot me this time? <laughs> this and, time. And Roy goes, you said I had you arrested because you're taking all the business in town. And I'm going to blow your goddamn head off. Uh, Torres said, that's a lie. But uh, made Roy swear on a cross that he didn't. That he wouldn't shoot him? Yeah, that he wouldn't shoot him. (laughs) I don't know if I trust that at all. That's not. (laughs) Uh, 
later, Torres was arrested again, this time for assault. Uh, Torres was basically kind of a puss, though, and probably never assaulted anyone in his life. So he was hauled in front of Judge Roy. Uh, the jury was thirsty, so they fined him two dozen beers. Uh, Torres was thrilled that he got off so easy. So he said, come on back to my place and I'll get you those beers. Uh, Roy objects and says, you have to buy the beers here. And Roy charged him full price for the beers. Yeah, oh, you can't get them from your own place. You got to buy them from me. No, no conflict of interest whatsoever. Zero. Totally above board dealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the town should have been named Torres or Torres City or something like that. But the town was named Langtree. Why was that? Uh, wasn't it after some actress or something? Yep. Or Yeah, yeah. Who was super hot and all the men had hots for her. So just imagine like Scarlett Johansonville or something like that. Nice. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, uh, what was it? wasn't his saloon named after like a character she played too? Yeah, Jersey Lily was the, the name. Jersey the Lily, yeah, which doesn't sound that appealing to me. Picturing like fucking Snooky from Jersey Shore, yeah, dressed right. up like Annie Oakley, but whatever. <laughs> hey, you like my tits? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Lily. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, Roy is age sixty, and he liked to talk about how hot this chick was. <laughs> Just not creepy. Nope. Uh, Roy went as far to send her a letter telling about the uh, town that he named after her. You know who I really like. Them Olsen twins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Grandpa. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Roy was legally elected in 1884. It did help that his polling place was his bar. Of course. Shit. Uh, but he did actually lose the next election in 1886 to a guy named John Gilcrease. He lost 25 to 17. Uh Roy got busy and pulled some strings in February 1887. Uh, so they made a new judicial precinct for him west of the Pecos in Val Verde uh-huh. co- County. Also, oh, if you lose, you just get a fucking gerrymander your own shit. Your own new district. district. Excellent. Yep. Uh, May 1887, Gilcrease quits his position. Uh, it was said that he was bowed out by Roy. Uh, Roy wins again in 1888 and 1890. In 1892, he ran into another snag. Uh, Lon Tatum ran against him and looked like he might win. So the railroad, which is he was kind of in cahoots with over the years, uh, they were nice enough to drop off 40 men as new citizens to vote. Oh, gosh. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, the next day they voted, mostly twice. Uh, this time they even let a, uh, a borough vote. A what? A borough? A donkey. A donkey. <laughs> I suppose if a dog can be mayor, why not? Uh-huh. Yeah. They placed a ballot in his mouth and had him stick his head inside the polling place. <laughs> 1894, Roy went unopposed. Uh, 1896, rolled around, and J.P. Torres ran against him. Uh-oh. So this really pissed off Roy. Uh, Roy won with the more than the number of votes of registered voters in the county. Of course. <laughs> Nothing weird about that. Nope. Uh, the results were thrown out, and Torres was put in as judge. Oh, shit. Stop the steal. Stop the steal. Count the <laughs> votes. Tharp, tharp, tharp. <laughs> That's and, what it actually looks like, you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
when Torres sent somebody over to the Jersey Lily to get the the seal and the law book, Roy refused and told him to get the hell out. Uh, Roy never turned it over, so it became customary for Roy to try cases that were north of the railroad tracks and Torres the ones south of it. I also uh, like how they have one fucking law book. That, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> uh, 1898, the two run against each other again. Uh, the polls were held in a schoolhouse behind the Jersey Lily. In front of the Jersey Lily, Roy patrolled in front of it with a sawed-off shotgun Great. in the crook of his arm. So he would ask the voter what his political affiliation was as he walked by. And if the voter was a Torres supporter, he'd get threats and insults. Uh, the sheriff was called from Del Rio. Uh, the sheriff made him stop and threatened to chain him up with his pet bear. To the tree. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course. Tor- Torres won 26 to 15. Uh, that was Torres's last stint, though. The next year, Torres lost 10 to 19. Uh, 1902, Roy ran unopposed and died a year and a half later. Yeah, because there was nobody left in town, apparently. Mm-hmm. You're talking about, like, each time it's like, oh, 26 to 19. Now it's 10 to whatever, you know. It's like there's just people dropping like flies. Oh. He was still the law west of the Pecos, and they carved that on his tombstone. Uh, they said if they hadn't carved it on there, he would climb out of the grave and do it himself. So they made sure they did that because they didn't want a zombie Roy coming off after him. He'd climb out of the grave and make them all buy shots of whiskey from his fucking yeah. bar. <laughs> Pretty much. Just can't afford it, man. Uh, Roy would grant divorces, but quickly remarry them, kind of shuffle them around. Since, you know, fornication was illegal, you couldn't have unmarried people around. Oh. <laughs> so he said, uh, well, you three people want to get divorced and bring in your partners and we'll just kind of swap them around. Oh, sweet. Probably at the bar, too, while he's bartending, wiping out a glass. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, if you guys want to fuck, I'll get oh, you remarried. Ab- absolutely. And yeah. the other thing is, as a justice of the peace, he had absolutely no legal right to grant a divorce. He could marry people. But mm-hmm. le- legally couldn't actually do divorces, but he gave not a fuck whatsoever. Hey, at least the people in question, like, you know, felt okay about it. Well, I think the quote is, he's like, his rationale was like, I, you know, I married him, I should be allowed to correct my mistake. Was kind of the way he explained it to like a higher court judge when they were like, what the okay. fuck are you doing? You can't divorce but people. Wasn't it the citizen's mistake for getting married to a person they didn't want to be married to? Hey man, it's Whatever. Roy Bean. He's all about everything's about Roy Bean. Yeah, totally. Wow. Everything else is a sideshow. Excellent. The fucking- so, yeah, we also had the story about the Chinese guy getting murdered. Yep. But uh, I guess the situation surrounding that was the Irish man was stealing pies from the Chinese guy. Like a nursery rhyme? Like a fucked mm-hmm. up old nursery rhyme? Yep. <laughs> And uh, the so the Chinese stole guy the pies caught from him. The chi- you know. <laughs> uh, the Chinese guy caught him and took a knife after him. Well, you know, as you uh, do. The Irish man went and got a saber that a soldier had given him and Ooh. cut off the Chinese guy's head. Holy fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> Over pie? Over pie. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> uh, one of Roy's favorite chores was being a coroner. 
Uh, not that he enjoyed looking at dead bodies. He enjoyed the $5 he got paid for him. Oh, he enjoyed looking at dead bodies. Don't <laughs> pretend like he didn't. Especially if he uh, says the words, I do not enjoy looking at dead yeah. bodies. Like, De- you're fucking I'm full de- of shit. I'm, I'm definitely not enjoying this. Nope, no satisfaction whatsoever from staring at this desiccated twins. <laughs> yep. Uh, a lot of people died in building the bridges over the canyons around the Pecos. Is that why it's called uh, Dead Man Canyon? Probably. Very likely. Uh, one time, ten workers fell when the bridge was collapsed. Uh, seven died, but three were badly injured. Oh, God. Put me in the dead people camp, please. please. I don't want to oh, survive God. that shit. No. But Roy pronounces all ten of them dead. <laughs> Takes the fucking... And one of the workers said, wait, they're not dead yet. And Roy said, like hell, I'm going to ride back out here. The last died uh, three days after he was being pronounced dead. So Holy shit. Now, that, that's efficiency, folks. Mm-hmm. That is fucked up. But, well, you know, they're just Irishmen, probably. So yeah, they're not actual they're, people. They're, you know, according to the railroad, not actual people. Slightly, apparently slightly more people than Chinese people. Yeah. But not quite people people, so, you know, arbitrary. A uh, man named Pat O'Brien, <clears throat> he might have been Irish, uh, he just went for a walk, and he didn't know about the wind that would blow from the canyon, and it blew him off the bridge. This is a guy who was found with $40 and had the gun on him, so Roy fined him the $40 and uh, took his weapon, too. Right. At least another time Roy find a dead body. Uh, doing the same when two Mexicans got into a fight and one shot the other in the mouth. Roy oh. fined him $10, which was exactly what he had on him. Imagine, oh, imagine that. that. That's convenient. At least he had enough to pay. All right, how the West was fucked, listeners. Yep. Who's ready to go jackalope hunting? Jackalope what? Jackalopes, the legendary antlered hares of the American West. Hmm, I want to know more about these jackalopes. You're in luck. Now you too can learn everything there is to know about the jackalope with the new Field Guide to the North American Jackalope. Uh, it's a book? It's a field guide. Oh, it looks like a book. The Field Guide to the North American Jackalope is available on Amazon, Etsy, Wherever else you might buy your breeches. Oh, Walmart. Except Walmart. Get your copy now before heading out on your annual jackalope hunt. Oh, damn. I think I will. I love learning and I love science. Bronson Swagger Records, in conjunction with Bronson Swagger Entertainment, proudly presents The Necroborg. The teens of Brodega Bay are about to take a crash course in archaeology. The Surf Pop Audio Drama of the Year, The Necroboard, available now everywhere you stream or download music. Another story is a traveling salesman got off the train and went on inside the bar. It was early morning. Uh, he looked around and said, you guys grow pretty good grapes around here. The bartender said, uh, where have you seen grapes? And the salesman goes, on the floor there. Uh, the bartender said, well, those aren't grapes. Them's are eyeballs. We had a fight in here last night. I don't know exactly how many eyeballs. I guess one Fuck. is enough. I was going to say, like, 
It couldn't have been like piles of eyebrow. This isn't like a Hellraiser movie. <laughs> I don't think. Like, Jesus. Whoa. Uh, August 21st, 1891, Roy was actually arrested by Texas Rangers for smuggling horsies. But he was turned loose after a hearing in San Antonio. Uh, a guy named Greet lived in Langtree. And a man named Watts shot at one uh, at a one-eyed Mexican named Emerito in front of his house. Uh, Roy didn't want the body moved from, uh, in front of Greet's house because it attracted uh, looky-loos, onlookers. But they would, the looky-loos would also stop at the Jersey Lily for beer because they had to walk by the bar. Uh, you got to walk by the bar, you got to go in the bar, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, Roy would get out the shotgun again. But the ants hollowed out the, the corpse there. Um, he, he greet and said he remembered those ants. Uh, he put them in a saucer and make them fight because uh, his house got infested by the ants that were... What the fuck? Nibbling not- on the corpse in front of his house. Okay, so... The ants hollowed out the corpse, and then the guy keeps them as pets in a bowl, or more like fighting ants. He made them fight in a pan, but but then he left. He kept the body around so long that the ants got ate the whole body and then infested his fucking house because they're looking for more shit to eat. So basically, mm-hmm. they just let this guy sit out there and rot. For God, that had to take weeks. Oh, the smell and the just the fucking horror of it that's just ugh no uh, his building burned down in 1898 but he did rebuild it but it was smaller Why? that's no, the one that still stands today exactly oh that's the one you sent me the picture of right yep there's also a picture on wikipedia of like it in 2005 with like a guy walking into it and it looks about the same as the other picture except for they apparently added a side room onto it to house all the ants. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, he, uh, before the fire, he kept a menagerie of animals like bears, mountain lions, and coyotes. Uh, of course, his bar slash courtroom was filthy. Uh, Roy had five kids that would help him out too. But when the train came to town, that was when kind of a flurry of activity. Uh, the westbound train was due at 6 p.m. and stopped for one half hour. Just enough time to get a drink, but not your change. Uh, if you didn't want to walk to the Jersey Lily, Roy had a wheelbarrow full of beer taken to the train by probably one of his kids. Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> like a fucking but, lemonade stand? Yeah. But after wo- a while, uh, Roy became the star attraction in town. Uh, of course, Roy enjoyed it. He loved talking to people, and everybody stopped there. Talking um, to people, a.k.a. shaking them down with his <laughs> sawed-off 12-gauge making them buy shit, talking to people. But uh, Roy would feed the hobos when they would drop by. Feed them to what? <laughs> Bears, cougars, Fucking pile of ants. Yeah. Yeah, pile of ants. Uh, one story was a, uh, a hobo tricked Roy by saying that he had a bum leg. So he passed around the hat and the guy limps off. But Roy had a, uh, a boy go follow him. Uh, there he uh, was seen bragging to his two friends about how he swindled Roy. Uh-oh. Uh, Roy had the swindler back and said, well, I'm a doctor. Let's uh, take a look at that leg. Oh, no. Oh, no. And the bar patrons no. held him down. 
And Roy Eddie. said, well, looks like that leg needs to come off. Bring me my saw. I was just more expecting that he was going to hobble him like misery, but okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the bark is kind of arguing where, where they should cut off the leg. Uh, they even cut off one leg of the pants. Uh, then the train pulled up, and the swindler broke loose and ran for it, never to be seen in Langtree. Oh, so I think shit. he learned his lesson. Well, also, it sounds like they were kind of fucking with him, but I wouldn't have... I mean, wouldn't have probably been out of character for them to actually cut off his leg either, since yeah, the whole, I was thinking about Robocop other... too when they cut that fucking cop open from like nuts to sternum and like they yeah put ants in him. No, they just cut him open while he's alive oh. or while he's awake oh, and shit. Great. Also, that that uh, hobo that we were talking about, uh, I just read he's dead now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hobo dies. Hope so. Yeah. Who did he live his bindle to? <laughs> Why well, just like you said, the hobo with a bum leg. It's like, yeah, oh, I know. I like that too. Don't all hobos have bum, two bum legs? Two bum legs. Two bum arms? Mm-hmm. I guess so. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, he used trials to kind of stimulate business. Uh, everybody was kind of in on the joke, usually except for the prisoner, though. Uh, that brings up one time that Roy sentenced a guy to hang. Uh, it was sometime in the late 90s. Uh, a man named Murphy telegraphed ahead and said his wallet and six-shooter were stolen and that the three men who took it were walking down the railroad tracks towards Langtree. So they were spotted and taken in. Uh, two seemed to lament the crime. They were let go with a bucket of water because they were hobos too. It's like, here, here's a bucket of water. Uh, but the third was not sorry for his crime. And swore out, Judge Roy. Cocksuckers. An invisible cocksucker next to you, and he's from San Francisco. And took a swipe at his son Sam with a knife. So they blew him up with dynamite and fed him to a tyrannosaur. <laughs> and Roy said, now we're going to hang you. So there they had a trial and strung him up. Uh, when uh, the time came to hang him, Billy Dodd slipped off the noose and said, run like hell. Uh, Roy said he probably scared him straight. Uh, the story is that he came back later and thanked Roy for scaring him straight years <laughs> later. Uh, oh, this is the other thing, how he would not give change back. And if the customer protested, he find him the exact amount that he owed him. Oh, right. yeah. Disturbing the peace. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Everybody thought that was funny, except for the victim, of course. No shit. Uh, soon enough, people would go there just to get ripped off because they enjoyed having a good story to tell. Uh, Roy also took advantage of train wrecks. Oh, yeah. I read about that one. Oh, God. One time he got shoes and hats. Uh, one time he got a big pile of sugar. Uh, it's like fucking it Homer Simpson. <laughs> yep. First you get the sugar, then you'll get the power, then you'll get the women. He sold it for months after. Uh, a shipment of wine for California... Uh, that crashed. It attracted hobos from all around. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like throwing bread at the park. You just I was surrounded say, by ducks. Fucking yeah. pigeons and seagulls and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roy mostly sold beer uh, from the bottle and warm. Well, it's on his sign, it says ice beer. Yep. False advertising. Uh, <laughs> and when he was asked, where's the ice beer? Uh he said, where the hell do you expect to find ice in West Texas? <laughs> Which is not an unreasonable, you know, 
Sure, but don't advertise it. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, whiskey was available, but it usually was a homemade mixture of raw alcohol, water, and plug tobacco. What oh. tobacco? Plug. Oh, plug. I said blood tobacco. I, okay, that's cool. what it sounded like, but I mean. And some yeah. other mystery ingredients. Yeah, fucking kerosene, as we talked about previously. <laughs> yeah. But if some people wanted something stronger, he grabbed a bottle from behind the bar where there was a few tarantulas floating in the bottle. Eesh. And he oh. called this tarantula juice. Of course. <laughs> uh, during the last 10 years of Roy's life, tourists would have only 10 minutes to stop in uh, as the train took on water, which was enough time to drink a beer, but not enough time for Roy to find change for, for anybody. Oh, of course. Uh, Roy's son, Sam, shot a man named Upshaw after Upshaw gave him a beating after Sam made fun of him for paying too much for a blanket. <laughs> the fuck? This, this was like, 18... There's very much nothing to do in that town. <laughs> West like, Texas, no. There's nothing idiot. to do in West Texas now. You got fucking hustled on that blanket, bro. What are you, some kind of moron? <laughs> Let's go watch the bear fight the hobos by the tree, you know? <laughs> Uh, but that time, Taurus was judge, but he didn't want to be the one accusing Roy, Roy's son of murder. Uh, he refused at first to come to the do the inquest. Um, Roy claimed that Upshaw had a gun on him when he was shot, and Roy went through threatening the eyewitnesses or paying them off. Uh, <laughs> one guy left with enough cash to co- uh, cover a abandoning his farm so he just abandoned farm so he must have had enough money to leave town but sam got off but that kind of sapped roy's money then his bar mysteriously burned down while he was away uh that kind of took the piss out of roy he kind of never got over it of course he was getting old at the time too uh not to mention uh, bruno that was his favorite bear uh he was full grown uh, he had a cage, but Roy never put him in it. Mostly had him chained up in front of, on the front porch or in the middle of the yard. Uh, he used Bruno to sober up drunks by chaining them near each other. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, the drunk having to play hide-and-seek with Bruno. Uh, by that time, you would have sweat out all the alcohol and fear. Yeah, I was going to say, is that what you call it, hide-and-seek? I call it mm-hmm. being pursued by an apex predator around a guy's <laughs> yard. It, was it a grizzly, do you know, or was it yeah, a black it's bear? Yeah, grizzly. Fuck. And, of course, Bruno would drink beer. Uh, he would catch the beer thrown to him, uncork it, and drink it. Uh, Damn. But one night, Roy was in San Antonio drinking. A whiskey salesman who was swindled by Roy weeks before came up to him and told him that Bruno had died. And the salesman reminded Roy that he could have the hide. Roy said that he could have the hide when he died. Oh. So Roy wires his son to send him the hide to San Antonio to the salesman. So Sam was confused because the bear was still alive. So he puts two bullets in Bruno. Oh, oh man. Skins him and sends out the hide. Uh, oh. Yeah, Roy had other bears after, but none as favored as, as Bruno there. Poor Bruno. I'm now just picturing some kind of like... You know, fucking, uh, what's the song they use what? on the movie Ghost? Like, the. Oh, yeah. Un- uh, Unchained Melody. Unchained Melody, what? yeah. 
Like, just Roy being a bear, like, gazing into each other's eyes, unchained melody <laughs> playing in the background. Still more. Uh, 1896, if you remember, Roy and Langtree became the center of the world for a minute, hosting the Fitzsimmons mayor fight. Uh, it was on a sandy flat on the Rio Grande there. Oh, yeah. I almost said uh, I remember, like, facetiously, but then I actually do remember. Where they took the special, they took oh, the special that's train. Right. Yeah, yeah, the special train. Forgot that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so Roy telegraphed him, the guy, because he said he couldn't have it in El Paso. Told him to have it in Langtree and made sure that the state wouldn't interfere. Uh, the Rangers just kind of watched the ring and follow it wherever they set it up to stop it. So they got to Langtree and one of Roy's men's tried to bribe the Ranger to stop it. Uh, Roy, but the crowd came and Roy charged him a dollar a beer for 1896, which is pretty good. Yeah. So the crowd followed the path down the hill and they found a temporary bridge across the Rio Grande and the ring set up on the sandy bottom in Mexico. And that was away from the jurisdiction of the Rangers. Of course, uh, the fight was over in less than two minutes. That's Marr right. was knocked out, and Fitzsimmons was victorious. And then they ate Marr, because it's 1896. <laughs> and that's the way things worked. And then the Federales attacked, because they were trespassing. And then there was a blizzard, and then a prairie fire. And a satellite crash for some reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roy talked fondly and frequently of Lily Langtree, the actress. Uh, he had a picture of her hanging in the bar and wrote her letters. I don't know. He must have dictated them to somebody. Uh, he always hoped that she would come through on the train and on the way to California. She would tour around. I'm picturing the letters are just him drawing stick figures with, like, dicks and, like, hearts <laughs> and other stick figures with boobs. Kind of yeah. like when... When, like, Gary Floyd is sending you shit all the time? Oh, yeah. That, be much like be that. Quality. Yep. I imagine, like, it, it's like what a uh, fucking uh, uh, Deadpool writes with the fucking crayons and shit. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like that. Yep. Um, but one time she did come to Texas. Roy went to San Antonio to see her performance of the play. It was called, uh, oh, actually, two plays. It was One was called The Wife's Peril. And the other one was called As in a Looking Glass. But she couldn't go through Langtree. She left to go to Austin, then to Fort Worth, and taking a northern route to California. Well, yeah, you don't got to fly over country to perform. You know, they still don't do that shit. He hoped that she would return, but she finally did in 1903. After the uh, boy was dead, right? Yep. Uh, March 1903, Roy died. Oh. She went through about 10 months later. Actually, January 4th, 1904. Oh, yeah, Roy even sent her a live turkey for Christmas one year. Oh, how nice. <laughs> well, didn't she sent him, like, guns or something, didn't she? Uh, that I don't I, know. I believe she sent him, like, a pair of revolvers. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't see much more elaboration than that, but, uh, yeah. Apparently she I sent like, him I a like pair that she of cold, cold he's- pistols. I like that she waited till he was dead to fucking stop by. She's like, is that fucking psycho dead yet? Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, okay, now I'll stop by. 
Thanks for the turkey. I mean, the town pervy. is named after me. I gotta stop by, but right. as long as old pervy McBearface isn't around anymore, like right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, Roy planned ceremonies. Uh, of course, they were not canceled, and the train stopped at her town. Uh, but now she was in her fifties. Now uh, she toured uh, Roy's place. Uh, they did clean it up a bit, but mostly it was just left as Roy left it. And it's pr- pretty disgusting. She was this there a half hour. They tried to give her a bear, but it broke free, <laughs> which was fine with Lily. <laughs> oh, yeah, but she did get get uh, give Roy a revolver then, so that must have been the one. But March 1903, Roy got sick, having a bad cold while attending cockfights in San Antonio. So he passes away in Langtree a little bit later, and he's buried in Del Rio. Uh, his son Sam was shot in Del Rio in 1907, so at least he made it a few more years. And that is it. I just found a picture of uh, Mrs. Langtree in that, uh, as in a looking glass, and she appears to be holding what to me looks like a wooden lizard and smoking uh Yep. Like That's a wood lizard, all right. Cigarette? What the fuck is going on there? Anyway. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. All right. Well, that was a exciting look into a really piece of shit dude's life. Well, this thing is, as they say, if you're going to be a piece of shit, at least be an interesting piece of shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's very interesting. I think is the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he had corn <laughs> in it and, and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. That, uh, this, yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say there's a bu- there's a bunch of he pops up in popular fiction like a lot, and of course there's super highly fictionalized like versions of him. Uh, one of the crazier movies you can kind of check out, I, in my opinion, is Life and Times of uh, Judge Roy Bean, which I saw like a long time ago. But I just remember there kind of being like a fucking albino gunfighter in it for some reason. It's some crazy shit. Uh, it's from seventy two. Seventy two. Nineteen seventy two. And uh, Paul Newman. Pa- yep, yeah, Paul Newman plays uh Roy Bean. Oh yeah, shit. there's a TV show during the fifties too, so mm-hmm. all that and he's also in uh some of those Larry McMurtry books. He's in Streets of Laredo. In fact I think in the book he gets like killed like during there or something or I was reading some kind of fi- you know, he's in a lot of fiction. I remember there's one where like he gets killed in his own you know, his little shop there. Yeah, but, his own bar. Know, clearly that didn't happen, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, my brother just called, so I better go. All right. Uh, okay, do you guys want bear mauling or t- you want bear mauling or hail a gunfire? Both. Both. All right. Well, why both. can't we have both? Yeah. I'll fucking give it to me, ah. y'all. All right. All right. Hail. Right. Of, of gunfire. Gunfire. Bye, everybody. Oh. Sweet.